Life is good, but it can be better. Professor Jones and the Digs. Professor Jones and the Digs. Professor Jones and the Digs. All right, so the camera's spinning around. You know it's going to be Chris Pine, right? And then it comes back around. That's not Chris Pine. But keeps going around Chris Pine. All of a sudden, he turns into Chris Pine, baby. It's amazing. Chris Pine, he's in the movie. I'll tell you what. Captain Kirk, <laughs> in the flesh, running around with Wonder Woman. I don't think it gets any better. Uh, Chris Pine is in this movie. I know. I thought that the whole time. Well, especially when you get to that portion of the movie. It's like, ah, all right. So am I looking at Chris Pine or not? It's kind of tough to go along with it. Oh, I know, because you kind of think you're just going to watch that guy the whole time. Yeah, but we can get into that. What I want to talk about is Chris Pine being into this in this movie. When you saw the like the trailers and everything, were, were you in support of Chris Pine being in Wonder Woman? Well, you know, because, you know, I knew he was in the first one. And so, look, just flat out to begin with, I was not that excited about this movie. And every time I saw a trailer for this movie, like I saw Chris Pine and I kind of eye rolled because I was like, oh, they're just bringing him back again because it's going to be she needs a love interest or something and it's just going to be whatever. But, uh, you know, I knew he was going to be I knew he was in it. But then, gosh, was I pleasantly surprised that he was in this. I was so happy that he was in this. I actually watched uh, Hell or High Water last night. You seen that one? Uh, yeah, yeah, with that, uh, the guy that turns into the Pegasus dude in X3. Yeah, Ben Foster, Dave Foster. <laughs> yes, nice, yeah, ben yeah, Foster, yeah, he does. Dude. Good name drop. Is it Ben Foster? It is, it's Ben Foster. He's great in that he movie. He does turn he's into Pegasus. He's in that movie. Yeah, well, I don't know what that guy's actual name is, I just know that he's got wings that look as if they were attached to a Pegasus. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my I'm voice big... is a little hoarse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was looking for it. <laughs> hey, I, I would never say nay to that joke. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Uh, no, we're, but we're clogging along. The clog? <laughs> <laughs> Clod? <laughs> no, he's great. Yeah, but I watched Heller High, uh, High Water last night, and uh, it, it, his perform- Chris Pine's performance in that movie is so much different than this one. But I was really happy that I watched that last night because I was all in on Chris Pine last night. I was like, okay, sweet. You know, he's like, Texas man, got the gun on his property. He's like, you know, how sure. you doing, Jeff Bridges? Yeah. Um, and then watching him in this, I got to say, his, like, his comic relief in this is really good. There's some really like well-placed gems in there that I was stoked about, but... No, we'll he's fan- he's that. fantastic <laughs> yeah. in this. I mean, I'm I'm pro Chris Pine all the time. I'm excited to see him whenever he shows up. But do you remember Ben Foster and Alpha Dog? <laughs> 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 I'm not kidding, Back man. Ben Foster. Uh, I, he's I a long survivor watched- too. Oh yeah, he is such an underrated actor. I think that we he's need incredible. to prop him up because Ben Foster. I think so too. Alpha Dog, I think, is an underrated movie. Anyway, I really enjoy yeah. Alpha Dog. JT, baby. Uh, Oh, man, yeah, and JT is so good in that. JT, I think. He's great in everything, dude. He can sing, he can dance. Oh, man, yeah. I think that, well, is JT on the way out, though? Like, because he hasn't been that relevant for the last couple years, really. No, I feel like that that whole Andy Samberg era. Yeah, totally. Uh, I think he did come out with a new album. Yeah. Yeah, 
I haven't listened to it too much, but either way, I think that Ben Foster needs to get put into the cultural zeitgeist more than he is right now because I think he's a fantastic actor and I, I want to see I could picture him. him as like a villain, like in like a Batman movie or something like that. You know, they got Paul Dano as the Riddler. You could put him as something. I don't know. Well, the thing is, is that he plays so well into the role where he is like a young kind of wild card oddball type guy. Come on, little brother. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, will he age into a character actor as he gets older that will still be able to find that certain niche within his uh, certain movie roles? Or has he done... Pretty much he, all he has. Yeah, has he reached his peak? So I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens to Ben Foster. But either I way, this peaked yet? Not <laughs> even close. Not even close. Absolutely. Speaking of peaks, this is Professor Jones in the Digs podcast. <laughs> I'm just going to nail the intro every time. But this is Professor Jones podcast. My name is Dave Jones, and I am the professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Digs. And we're talking about Wonder Woman today. Uh, and I'm so excited. Yeah, Wonder Woman 1984, the sequel, Wonder Woman 2. Uh, And I am (laughs) pumped because I have a different outlook on this movie than most people, apparently. So uh, apparently, everybody online disagrees with me. Yeah. (laughs) It's true because, so I want to just address this off the bat. I mean, that's something that. I was I had been looking forward to this movie for a long time, right? We got the next big DC movie. Everybody's really excited about Wonder Woman 1984. Or I guess just Wonder Woman 84. Is it not 1984? I don't really know. Okay, whatever. I think I don't know. I think it's just 84. Yeah. Either way, like I was I had a great trailer. Uh we were all very excited for it. And then the reviews started coming out. Uh and they weren't really weren't that positive. And a lot of people watched it on Christmas Day uh, and said that it wasn't a very good movie. And I don't necessarily get what everybody's talking about. I had some concerns at different portions of the movie. I think it's too long. uh, But for the most part, I really enjoyed myself. How about you? Well, the thing with that was... um... I've I've heard a couple people talk about how the studio came to Patty Jenkins saying you either need to cut the mall scene at the beginning or cut the Amazonian scene. And she was like, no, I'm not cutting either. I'm keeping both those in there. And like in her defense, the Amazonian scene is like, I mean, it's like 20 minutes or something. I mean, it's like 15 minutes, maybe. I mean, it's I don't know how long that was. Yeah, hot take. It was, one of the coolest intros to a movie I've ever seen. So ever. It was so good. <laughs> it so, was yeah, awesome. You're not going to get rid of that. But then the mall scene at the beginning, I felt like introduced kind of like the gimmicky kind of comic type movie feel that this thing's going to have. You know, I didn't expect that. It felt like almost like a, when Thor made the jump from Dark World to um, to Ragnarok, you know, Ta- Taika Waititi, you know, took control and they had like kind of that that funny thing. The first Wonder Woman, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I felt like the comedy kind of like missed me um, if there was any. And I felt like that was one of this movie's strengths, um, which apparently a lot of people disagree with me on. But yeah, I found myself laughing a lot. Chris Pine is hilarious in this movie, I think. I think that he's great, and I'm so glad that they brought him back. Now understanding like what the purpose of bringing him back is. you know, And, mm-hmm. that's, and that's another big thing, is that 
the you know the whole crux of this movie is actually just wild like the plot of this movie is ridiculous and i think oh, that I that's why i love it so much and i think that that's probably something that a lot of people have their concerns about is that the plot is something that you do kind of have to just buy into uh and maybe it was too silly for a lot of people but for me i'm like Let's go for it. Absolutely. DC, if you're going to lean into the superhero genre and you're going to have, you know, old gods like influencing the world, then sure, let's absolutely have a wishing stone (laughs) that can just. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. If you, um, if you read, I posted on Letterboxd, um, by the way, man, I should remember my Letterboxd name. I think I'm just bro digs on Letterboxd. Um, I think you are too. Little plug yeah. there. Letterbox is a great app to write your movie reviews on. Um, but we're both on that. I posted uh Wonder Woman review, and that's exactly what I said. I just said, like, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people took this way too seriously. And and that's something that I think social media and people online tend to do nowadays with movies. And like the fact, like the moment when the God of lies comes in, you know, like he's the bad guys, like the God of lies. I'm like, awesome. Great. (laughs) You know, like it's not like they had like a bunch of drones flying around that she has to destroy that look like wonder woman or something, or there's like the opposite of wonder woman. It's like, she's battling a God. Like, I don't know. It was, I loved that about it. Well, and that's another thing is that this, totally felt like an original take on a superhero movie you know like Mm. this was pretty inventive and new to me i mean i guess that you know having something that will grant you wishes isn't something necessarily that's that original but i don't know the implementation of that plot line just it worked for me and pedro pascal obviously is somebody that we got to talk about i mean and and there's a number of things that we can talk about here and so just just going into it um you know i think that we should start off by just mentioning Patty Jenkins because as a director, I think that, yeah, I think that she did a great job. And I think that, um, Wonder Woman was also a, a good movie. I, I didn't think that Wonder Woman like blew me away or anything, but I definitely enjoyed Wonder Woman. Uh, and this has further proven that she is, good at doing what she does uh she's going to be directing rogue squadron uh the tv or is that a movie that disney and uh no i think it's a series yeah i think that's a a series star wars Uh, and so be looking forward to that you know this definitely convinced me that i can have my faith in her although plenty of other people seem to disagree with that but like we said i don't necessarily get it uh and so anyway (laughs) Uh, Patty Jenkins, looking forward to what she can do with her career, and I thought that this was a great, uh, a great work for her. And uh, another big thing that she does is she likes to. I know that she wants to work within um, these big type movies, right? Uh, and I think that we need more people that are adept blockbuster filmmakers, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. No, I agree. I mean, I think like she apparently she had like a pretty long time in Hollywood that she couldn't couldn't really get a gig um she had some some hits back in the day i'd have to look at her filmography but well she did that she movie monster early on yeah. with charlize yeah. and uh christina ritchie and i've never seen that i don't know necessarily I what love it is christina ritchie me too and i think that charlize got ritchie an academy Rich. award for that didn't she charlize yeah maybe i think she did 
So probably I don't care about Charlize Theron, so I just don't. Yeah, you don't like Charlize. I love her. Um, she's, you know, she's Furiosa. <laughs> she's the one, all right? She goes to the, 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 <laughs> yeah. the Greenland. <laughs> I'm trying to think of yeah, other just Mad don't. Max Fury Road jokes. I hate Not a Charlize, Charlize guy. Theron. <laughs> no, either, either way, uh, I, I'm looking spade forward to, yeah, Patty Jenkins, good stuff. She's pretty good. No, I, I love don't her, know dude. A ton and about her. This was, well, I think she's getting a lot of, a lot of heat online right now. People, people are so upset about this. It feels like it's like the last Jedi almost or something, you know, like, but I feel like, uh, with the exception of like a few people that I've heard from so far, it feels like all the fans that loved The Last Jedi hated this movie. And the people that didn't like The Last Jedi loved this movie. I don't know. Maybe that's just like my my theory. But like, I don't know. A lot of people love The Last Jedi. And I think if you go into it with like the open mind, like now, if I would have watched The Last Jedi with the mindset that I went into this movie today, maybe I would have, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I've seen it so many times now. I just don't really. I don't know. I don't. I honestly still just don't know my thoughts on Last Jedi. I'm so confused by it. But the whole reason is just because it kind of took a whole left turn to Star Wars. It really, really took a hard left um, and threw a curveball. But with this movie, I don't understand so much why people are so upset. I mean, it's a really well-made, good-looking, great story. I don't know. I yeah, it's actually it's it's truly baffling because like and and now as we're talking about it, I'm getting even more frustrated because I just watched this this morning for the first time, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> which was I lovely. don't know, kind of loved that. I don't I don't know what everybody else. I don't know. I'm and crying. <laughs> I had I guess that I had such low expectations going in because I thought it was gonna suck. That yeah. when it was pleasantly surprisingly great, I was pretty amped. And so I probably yeah. enjoyed it a lot more because there was such, uh, you know, there was such a bad aura around the film. And so, yeah, yeah it's it's good. Because I really didn't want to like it. I, I knew, I mean, I just, I'm basing my opinions off of what other people said. But usually when you you see that kind of backlash and you're about to watch a movie, you're kind of like, okay, well, I guess we're in for it. You know, we'll see how mm-hmm. this thing is. Ha ha. I didn't even want to turn it on, really. And no, me neither. I wasn't looking forward to watching it after I read a lot of reviews. Now I want to watch it again. Me too. I mean, it's yeah. It's I think great. it is. Too, I think it's too long. I do think that 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 is an it issue. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I also wouldn't cut either of those intro sequences, so I don't. I don't know what to do there. But um, so this movie starts out to a flashback of Wonder Woman as a little girl going through little. some sort of Amazonian test you know feet of strength or feet of uh you know warrior prowess and yeah it is some like, sort of 5k well something. it's an incredible because it's like it it's triathlon you know, yeah they're all doing this thing where you're running across some sort of obstacle course stairmaster in the middle of an arena and there's like I don't know, hundreds, if not thousands of women cheering of on women. these like five women as they do their stuff. I was like, this is so cool. You like, there are not very many films or anything within media that just literally has like thousands of women cheering on a bunch of women. Like it was, it was pretty sweet. Yeah. No. I was into that. <laughs> I was like, it's sweet. Yeah. It was, it was I am super curious fun. where all, do they explain in the first one where all of them come from though? 
Well, yeah, I've never been that clear because that looked like a lot of Amazonians. And so I don't know what Amazonian society is supposed to be like. I, I, I really have not done much research on that in mythological yeah, lore or not, you know, just within the Also, the who let the kid into this? I mean, I know she's the she's the daughter of the the queen. Of Connie, <laughs> Connie Nielsen, who plays, uh, you know, yeah. Commodus' sister in Gladiator. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, how she get? Don't you have to be? What is it? Well, in in Gladiator, I think her name's like Lucretia or something like. Is it Chelsea or Chelsea (laughs) Chelsea or Kelsey? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like she's really young to be. She is. She's way too young to be competing in this thing. It seems like, but it's awesome. I'm not. It is. It's so cool. I guess you know, within there, she probably did something to qualify for this tourney here. So she just jumps in. What a cool scene. I was way into it. But she cheats. I was way into it. Sorry, sorry Diana. Huh? You blew it. You 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 skipped yeah, part of the course. It. I mean, it sucks that you fell off of your horse, but you missed the third home run and you killed him. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. To reference rank to reference basketball. Uh yeah. cool scene. Um and uh I was I was just blown away by that. And that was what I was thinking the whole time is Todd Take, one of the coolest intros to a movie. I it's swear. it's really creative, man. Like the shooting the arrows at the things and it's like the colors each each person has a color and then the flag is lowering and when she hits her flag and it lowers down the blue banner and everybody goes nuts for a second i was like this is just too much awesome (laughs) yeah i am overwhelmed by how cool this is yeah within the first five minutes i like was i don't know that's the thing i really was that's the thing is that she starts the movie out on such a like high positive engaging entertaining note that you're like all right well i'll go along with whatever because this was sweet yeah i'll go along with whatever you're doing (laughs) it's great totally uh and then it fast forwards to diana and what what's that what's that whole intro scene entail she first it shows her like helping people around the city these guys are like speeding and almost hit this girl this woman jogging and then like she hits the car out of the way and then it's like, you know, somebody's robbing the mall and those mm-hmm. guys go in. And once again, I was just all in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I really, I felt like the humor was really funny. It was very like 1980s feeling. Like there's the girls doing jazzercise and the guys standing behind them just like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And, they did a really um, great job of, uh, you know, bringing a lot of elements of the 80s into this. I thought, I thought that mm-hmm. the 80s play was fun. They did. They it wasn't it was over. Great. It wasn't overwhelming, but it was on point the whole time. And they like mentioned a ton of just political stuff that I thought was super interesting too. So yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed the the use of the setting of the eighties in a way that wasn't overwhelming because we have you know we got Stranger Things, we got tons of references to the eighties that are so present in our society. So it's like it is. Yeah, kind of, it's kind of like just going back to the old eighties. Well, but uh, I thought they did. Man, it in the a guys way. wearing the uh, the guys wearing the two polos though. You know, yeah. with like the polo under the polo with the, the both collars popped. Mm-hmm. Interesting, Interesting look. move, huh? Yeah, I know. Thing is, though, is I kind of like the 80s for that. You know, it's got yeah. uh, some of the, you know, being able just to wear whatever and using like really vibrant colors. Um, but I in, do like the colors a lot and it, but I feel like it always does look a little bit more like, I don't know what the right word is like preppy or something like that. Enjoy, yeah, yeah. I enjoy the fashion of the eighties. I think it's a fun time. You yeah. Know? 
It's something. Joe was tell or my wife was telling me that in Texas, I guess, and not uh, not in Montana, but um, this didn't happen in Montana. Tell me if you remember this, but I guess that two collar thing, two polo thing, like came back in like 2005. People started doing that again. Uh, yeah, I re- actually remember a kid in high school doing that. Um, but he was the two polo thing. Yeah, he was a lone soldier though. It's he wasn't really he wasn't getting any followers. <laughs> <laughs> You got to wonder, though, did they ever make, you know, uh, Eddie and Christmas Vacation? What's that thing underneath the... The, the dicky, yeah. The dicky. Did they yeah. ever make a dicky for that? Uh, they should. Gosh, that's going to be our next big thing. <laughs> it's, it's a dicky collar. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Stop the podcast. We've got to market that. Yeah, because that's, that's the best. If, if you're listening and you don't know what a dicky is, it's essentially a, uh, it's a turtleneck that doesn't have a shirt connected to it. It's a turtleneck that just goes down, and then it's basically just a little square that goes you know, partially down your chest, partially down it your back. It has a little flap of cloth. But it makes it look yeah. like you're wearing a turtleneck under whatever your sweater is, which is a fun look. And uh, Cousin Eddie rocks it in Christmas Vacation very well. You own a dicky, don't you? I do, yeah. I have the whole outfit for Eddie at Christmas Vacation, if the uh, occasion awesome. arises. <laughs> um. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, good 80s stuff. But that intro scene was sweet. I mean, she takes out those bad guys. Really cool. Really fun. I enjoy Wonder Woman's. I think she does a great job of illustrating Wonder Woman's powers. And that's that's where I'm at on this film is that I think that this kind of harkens back to a style of superhero filmmaking that I'm a huge fan of, you know? Yeah. Really building up the two... Maybe uh, that's it. They, yeah. You know, the antagonist characters, they build them up a lot and really make you understand why they're doing what they're doing. A lot of emotion. Uh, big focus on uh, Wonder Woman and building her powers and also her letting go of her love from the first film, which, you know, I'm, I'm sure. I'm down. I thought that was great. Oh, and it man. Just, by the end, I was... I was yeah. tearing up. And it just, it, I don't know, it kind of gave me some of the hokey Sam Raimi vibes of the original Spider-Man uh, trilogy. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's, that's a big big thing in, within this too. But, I mean, gosh, I think that her whip is, you know, one of the coolest things uh, that a superhero has She whips it now. good, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She, her whip is killer in this movie. I mean, yeah. she's right up there with Indiana Jones. Yeah, I mean, that's the best yeah. whip performance I've seen since, uh, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> I know. I just, I Last love Crusade. this movie so much though. It kind of has control over me. I feel like I'm whipped. Hey, uh, snappy line. Um, but, <laughs> uh, pumpkin pie, maybe whipped cream. Something. Sure. But that's when they introduce that, <laughs> That's when they introduce the stone, right? The wishing stone yeah. or whatever. And so she apparently is working for the Smithsonian. Is that essentially what she does? She The plutonium. The yeah. Plutonium. She works for the Smithsonian <laughs> and she uh, is a caretaker of, you know, archaeological artifacts and things of that Just nature. It's cool that she has a job. Totally. And you do get introduced to Kristen Wiig pretty early pretty early right? on she like she basically hops in um what do you how how do we feel on gal gadot in this i think i mean it's tough with her because i like there's certain scenes to where i'm like maybe she's not acting this the best but at the same time i feel like she's just a she's a great wonder woman i i can't take her any other way than just serious like i i 
Picture her as Wonder Woman. I feel like she holds the character well, especially all the action stuff. And I think in her separate scenes, the only scene that I kind of was thinking about her acting a little bit was the uh, the early dinner scene with her and Kristen Wiig. Like it starts out and Gal Gadot's like, you're so funny. Yeah, I had the like same that. thought. Yeah. I was like, yeah. this seems like really generic conversation. Doesn't yeah. seem doesn't seem real that doesn't seem to real. me. Um and no, that's you know, I I think Gal's great as Wonder Woman. Um great gal. I don't know if she's gonna have a huge career outside of this. I mean, I'll root for her for sure. They're uh, making Cleopatra, her and Patty Jenkins. Well, I don't know after this though. I guess we'll see. Um Oh yeah. You know, this had no such way. a negative response. I wonder if they wouldn't take that away. But I'd be curious to see how that goes. Uh, that would be, that's an ambitious project that I would yeah. 100% be willing to give <laughs> my money to. Kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Cleopatra, I mean, that's a heck of a role. I think the, the mass That's is, a big one. The masses require a, a Cleopatra film. She's one of the- Cleopatra. She's a song? great female historical figure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. So sure, I, I root for that. I hope that they still make that movie despite- people thinking that this is a bad Yeah, after movie, this, I root for Patty Jenkins after this, man. Yeah, exactly. I root hard. Totally. You yeah. know, just as just as we're starting to turn into, like, Snyder defenders, I'll definitely be a Jenkins defender yeah. as well. Um, and it all rides on that Snyder cut, baby. <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. We're banking on it. the chips on the table. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Because Please, please, because, please be good, you well, know? I've said a lot. some things, and I'll mention this later. Um, I don't even know if I should mention it now. There are some references to the music in Batman vs. Superman in this movie. Um, oh, there's really? a couple music cues that are, yeah, that are straight from Batman Superman. Um, I'll bring it up uh, uh, later when we get to the end, but um, I just feel like incorporating that connected me to Batman Superman. It connected me to the character in the Ultimate Edition, which I know you haven't watched the Ultimate yet. No, um, I haven't. Well, probably probably do an episode on that after I you do should. or something i don't know yeah but um i mean i after watching all the ultimate editions and getting ready for snyder cut and then this movie in my opinion being a big success uh with you know in my eyes at least um i'm i'm nothing but stoked about all of it i know it's probably not going to continue and uh you know that sucks or whatever but at least we're getting at least there's some redemption here because it really felt like DC just failed <laughs> like hardcore there for a bit. And, uh, now I will, you know, say that to, to the listeners out there. If you give those ultimate editions a chance, man of steel, Batman, Superman, uh, you might not be disappointed. So, you know, but yeah, heading into this movie and it actually like midway through and I was like, man, I'm really enjoying this. It just made me so excited because I was like, I love these characters. Man, this is great. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Totally, totally. Well, mm-hmm. definitely I'm more in on Wonder Woman. The the only the only troubling thing about this movie is that I think that the Wonder Woman stuff is cool, but it's like the Pedro Pascal stuff is so good to me. That like so it's, good. It's, it's it's tough because it's kind of like the Dark Knight where I'm like yeah, the Dark Knight's sweet. Like, I love Batman, and I enjoy the Two-Face stuff. Like, that's all fun. But, like, that movie's successful because of Heath Ledger. This movie is successful because of, because of Pedro to me. You know? And I think that Kristen yep. Wiig is, is good as well. Um, but... Yeah, what are your thoughts on her in this movie? 
Yeah, maybe we should just talk about the some of the big actors here just to just to clear the air. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, pull the wig. wig off. <laughs> I think is I think she was good. What did you say? <laughs> pull the wig off of. This <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, she's. I think that this was like an interesting casting decision, and totally. Um, I'm in for the most part. She mm-hmm. kind of walks that fine line of. She's been so silly on SNL and done such ridiculous and hilarious skits that she's kind of Will Ferrell-ish in my mind where, you know, as much as I want to watch Stranger Than Fiction and be able to look at Will Ferrell as a serious actor, it's kind of like, you are ridiculous though, dude. And that's the same way that I feel about Kristen Wiig in this. And she has some good moments, but gosh, it's, it's just hard to really separate that snl persona i agree uh, when i, I think her. when she i really enjoyed her in the beginning when she was kind of a nerdy nobody silly and she's mm-hmm. you know she was like uh that lady's like i'm looking for barbara so she's like oh, i'm right here we interviewed last week you hired me <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> did a couple interviews uh-huh, <laughs> you know uh-huh. like that kind of stuff i was laughing at that and then when she does get serious um yeah i th- i think it's it was a bold casting move, and I think she pulls it off. I think in a way she she pulls it off. Pulls yeah. it off good enough for me to be like, cool. Yeah, you know, no. I, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not like I'm, you know, over the moon or anything. Raving but, about it. Yeah, but yeah. I do think it was it was pretty good. She does does a great job. So it's Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But and I and I enjoy her character. Like I, I think that her character is is wildly successful. You know who Dope. like you know what it kind of reminds me of? Um, this movie, actually, the whole time, and, and I think that this is the most analogous film to it, is uh, Batman Returns, you know? Oh, like, yeah. I kind of feel like she's got a Michelle Pfeiffer-type vibe and storyline yeah. within this. And I think the Pedro Pascal stuff is is getting close to as ridiculous as the penguin stuff was in I know. that movie. I know. You know, so you got these two really fascinating um really fascinating villains, but they're also uh not you know, not like this the average villain that you see. You know, they're definitely yeah, a yeah. different sort of villain than you usually see in these movies. So that adds to the character development. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like the character development was done really well i mean those are two characters that were just brought in in this movie and by yeah. the end of the movie when he's you know looking watching his son or whatever it's like gosh dude yeah. i mean like it, it, it's just yeah it was good good character development on there mm-hmm. mm-hmm. on their part there yeah yeah so kristen wig she she does it pretty quickly she becomes friends with diana uh and they start becoming um closer uh and doesn't she she gets attacked by that guy uh when after they've gone out to eat once yeah, yeah and diana so saves she her. sees diana save her and then it's pretty quickly after that that she wishes that she could be like diana she was the like diana stone gives her that power um and i really enjoyed a lot of that stuff as she's discovering her power right uh, when mm-hmm. she was at the gym i thought that that was a very good yeah. time when she walks also in, the outfit in the gym like you know, not to bring that up, but like yeah. I was just kind of blown away by like how eighties it all felt. Yeah, I totally. Even, I was even like, gosh, people wore that stuff. I mean, 
things are pretty risque nowadays too or whatever but like you know back but then you're, you're right it was crazy. it was definitely like a very funny uh sense of style right and you have like the like the spandex with the like the one piece swimsuit over it type look right yeah. kind of a funny the dudes thing with the do. tiny shorts or yeah you know yeah like, funny funny times um but i yeah the 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 lifting scene was pretty funny uh and she drops that weight and just walks out uh when she comes into the office and everybody's super excited to see her and suddenly like paying attention to her uh i thought that that was very fun and also they show that she feels as if she's somebody that's overlooked often and so Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed uh the way that they they brought that uh, into it in that she, you know, she feels like she kind of has a chip on her shoulder. And so yeah. she's very justified in her actions and it's a good, it's a good character. I think, um, the, yeah, I loved it. The yeah. wishing, the, it, it, they refer to it. Is it the wishing stone? Is that what they refer to it as or something like that? Yeah. yeah. The, I don't know. Yeah. The exact name. Yeah. It's like a, Wh- whatever it is. Uh, what do you, whatever. Th- what do we think? I mean, it's rather ridiculous. You know, I didn't expect the movie to go that way. I, I think really the, didn't. I think the only problem is that it's just you're trying to figure out what the rules are within uh, this stone and, you know, how far the wishes go and what kind of play do they have in actual reality because there's a couple times where somebody wishes for something and then somebody just immediately appears out of nowhere and it's like, did it just zap and, like, alter their mind or yeah alters their reality well the president says that when he goes and sees the president he's like i swear i was just somewhere else yeah so i guess that they kind of do that and there's he just has like kind of a a hazy fog of where he's been and what he's supposed to be doing and Mm -hmm. you know then there's there's points where he you know pedro pascal demands control uh of you know the security team in egypt or the president's uh, security um the secret service uh, and those people immediately just start following. So they mu- there must be some sort of mind manipulation going on there as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. dude, how weird is the DC universe though? Like so much of the, th- so much of the superhero stuff comes from like Greek mythology. I know. You know, I mean, this stone That's is why in, I like, like this so much. It's like, what is it like lies? Like the power of lies imbued yeah. within a stone is essentially and what she like knows who the God is, you know? Which yeah, I exactly. Love. She's like, oh no, this is what's his name. The God of lies. And, you, mm-hmm. and you're like, man, this is so much deeper than, than anything. Like, this is just crazy. There's mm-hmm. like, and it makes magic makes sense. You know, I love magic, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, it makes it. Kind of makes sense. Like, I think a lot of people that don't like this movie really, it's because they spend a lot of time trying to figure out how that makes sense. You know, how it just seems so unbelievable in those those little small things. But um, I enjoy it. I enjoy the magic aspect. <laughs> I of do it. too. It's oh. ridiculous. It's it's kind. Of, I kind of gave me the same feeling as um, uh, Shazam, right? Yeah, uh, where I yeah. was like, it's one of I the mean, better DC is, movies. This is silly, but it's super fun. I don't, you know, I I just don't know how it's that different from what Marvel is doing. Like, I don't, I don't know why people are so much more in favor of what Marvel is doing as opposed to, you know, Maybe these because couple they of wanted movies. it to be darker. Yeah, it's just going. Because. It's got a different feel to it. I don't know, but as yeah, a Marvel this, fan, I love it. <laughs> yeah, know? totally. The stone, the stone is cool though. I I think that it's great, and I think that. 
that's that's the type of sequel that I really enjoy. That's more exploring the character of the superhero, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of throwing them into a very random scenario. That's Guardians of the Galaxy Two is very similar, right? It doesn't yeah. really bear much into the overall plot of you know the DC universe or anything like Phase that. Phase four, uh, mm. but it's just kind of there, right? Um, and so I think that I, yeah, I think that it's very. Uh, it's a good, good sequel. I'm into this. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. So, yeah. So what's his, what's Pedro Pascal's name in this? Uh, Lord Max Lord, I think. Right. Yeah. Maxwell Lord. You nailed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Breaking down Black his Gold, character. The company. Yeah. 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 So essentially, okay. So let's break this guy down. So what he has done, his ploy is that he has bought the rights to, he's bought a ton of property and the rights to drill on a ton of land. And so far that land has provided no oil. No and oil. so he's got tons of investors that are just like, what is going on? You know, and we're not making any money off of this and they never will, but he's got the ace in the pocket. <laughs> he's yeah. Got, he's got the wishing stone. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing is that like, <laughs> that's the one thing is that it's like this guy, how does he even know about the wishing stone? That is not, they don't really explain that is that not clear all. as well. And that's like, and so that's totally, you just have to go along with it. That the fact yep. that this guy has figured this out and that he's going for this wishing stone and he figured out, you know, where it's from. Um, well, so I wonder, uh, did it have something to do with the Mayans? Because when they're looking into the history... Yeah, they buried it. Yeah, it looks as though it ended up with the Mayans and it had destroyed a couple of civilizations before that. Well, the, yeah, you either have to take back your wish or destroy the stone. Yeah, nobody was willing to take, and take they back their wishes or destroy the stone, and yeah. so it just kept existing. This and, was back in 2012. Yeah, exactly. This is when the Mayan yeah. calendar ended. Uh, God, that was so... I on I was a little freaked out. <laughs> like I, you always get a little freaked out with those things. Like my calendar is gonna run out. You weren't now because Mr. the Mayan calendar step. running out and saying it's gonna be the end of the world is like looking at the calendar on your wall and saying it's gonna end on you know December thirty first of that year. Might they just stopped counting, guys? Didn't mean the world was gonna end. <laughs> uh, no, um, but. That it said a, cu- a couple other like civilizations had been killed by this thing. It mentions Rome, it mentions something else, and then it mentions the Mayans. Which mm-hmm. I was like, How did the Mayans get it? I mean, they're pretty isolated. There's uh, <laughs> you know, like Europeans, yeah. Europeans didn't actually make it over to the Americas, until probably brought over after there by a Mayan swallow. civilization. So, by who a swallow. Yeah, exactly. Well, an African swallow. <laughs> um, but either way, there there was some stuff in there that I was, and that's some of some of my problems, I guess. Is that I'm like, I don't know. Sure, if that yeah, makes sense. yeah. Uh, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, but yeah, sure. You could, they could probably just throw in a line that completely just makes me go, okay, whatever, sounds good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they found it in the mountains because, hey, you know, blah blah blah, and you're like, okay, cool. Whatever, cool, sounds good. It's a wishing stone. I mean, I'm being asked to go it's, along with a, a lot wishing here. Stone. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a wishing stone. I'm cool. I don't I'm need in. to necessarily like geographically track this thing chronologically throughout time. <laughs> 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 but I wish. Uh, me too. 
<laughs> Just hear a voice, Pedro Pascal above me. <laughs> you're granted. <laughs> granted. <laughs> and then you're like, wait, what did I wish for? <laughs> and you have like a big foot or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that's that's a good question you're too. Granted. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait till the end to get to this conversation. But uh, his ploy is that he's going to find this freaking stone. Wish stone. And he's going to... The, the, and he's a charmer, baby. Well, what I thought he would, because he takes it so much further than I thought that he would. Because I thought that he would just wish that there was a bunch of oil. Uh, yeah, that he that had a bunch land. of oil, or he had and then the he money would to get suddenly become or... super rich and be like, okay, cool, I'm good. <laughs> you know, it's like but he just goes know. to the moon. Yeah, he's like, instead, I'm going to use this stone to like inflict terrible revenge upon people that have slightly Everybody. miffed me because they bailed out on a venture in which I was swindling them. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, <laughs> that guy, he goes and like pays it back, and you're like, that guy was just trying to get his money back because you let him on a ridiculous venture that wasn't going to work <laughs> yeah, out. He was in the right. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely was. Which makes Pedro Pascal's character a villain, for sure. Uh, yeah. But um, he decides to wish that he was the stone instead of wishing that... Which was a big... I was like, whoa. Yeah. Crazy. Well, it's freaking... It's just Aladdin. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, Jafar, Jafar did have the same problem, you know, that you, you find out that, well, <laughs> he was learned. also, but he also was like addicted to the power of granting other people's wishes. Like, yeah, he just got caught up in it. He, it just ran away. But from he, him. but he, but he takes from everybody. Yeah. So and like that's ran a wish, but then he takes yeah. something from them as they referred to it as the monkey's paw. I don't know what that reference was um it's funny there, there was like a really serious scene and wonder woman's laying on the ground and she's like if it's the monkey's paw then and you're kind of like oh <laughs> i don't know that's, <laughs> felt. that's what i was thinking they like they brought up the monkey's paw multiple times throughout it and i was like am i supposed to know what that reference is to like is it's just basically <laughs> saying it's a give and take yeah is that is is that just like a common phrase that I'm unaware of, or is that something I've, that they referenced in the movie? Oh yeah, dude, <laughs> no, I say it every day. That's what I was curious of. I was like, Am I well, just to... another monkey's paw, huh? Because like I know that they like briefly mentioned it, but it just they kind of just moved. And th- that is a thing. Is that I think that there is some complexity to this movie, at least yeah. in the plot that. They kind of just are running around, and you don't need to focus on the extraneous material and just kind of keep going along with the plot. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it, it is funny. But I do enjoy that element that it is a give and take, right? In that uh, yeah, Kristen yeah. Wiig's character, she gains all the strength of Diana's character of Wonder Woman, right? And she kind of loses sight of herself and her happiness of and herself. joy that she yeah. used to have. Diana... Uh, she gets to bring Chris Pine back, but she uh, loses her power. Losing her powers, uh, which which was crazy when she got shot. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, totally. Shot. Yeah, it is very. You know, that's something that I feel like most superheroes end up going through. Seems yeah, a it's overused, pretty yeah, but it's fine. That might be a little overused. Yeah, Spider Man and uh, Spider Man Hulk. Yeah, Spider Man and Hulk. Uh, Wolverine. A number of times loses his powers. There's a couple examples, but it's like barely even a thing. I don't even know why they did that. She should have lost something else because it 
I don't know. I guess I guess it was fine. It just didn't mean that much within the plot of the movie to me. <laughs> she just loses her <laughs> sense of smell or something. She's like, oh my gosh. I see the fettuccine Alfredo, but I just can't smell it. <laughs> yeah, she just like, Steve, can you smell that? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody quiet, quiet, quiet. Do you smell that? <laughs> uh, but that's funny. Yeah, so Pedro Pascal is good though. I, I dig him. I dig really him. Really good, dude. I was all yeah, I was all about it. And I knew he was in the trailers, I'd seen him, but for some reason I kinda had forgotten that he was in it by the time I started it and then he showed up and I was just like, Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be the bad guy in this. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, no, totally. Without I'm a becoming, mask on. I'm becoming such a huge Pedro Pascal fan, too. Me too, uh, man. Between the Mandalorian Oberyn was, you know, Mandalorian's great, but Oberyn in Game of Thrones was yeah. one of my favorite characters awesome. in the entire show. It's certainly like, had an eye for uh, for detail. Hey, <laughs> um, keep him under your thumb. I don't know. I trying uh, to think of yeah, it. something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's real bummer that Oberyn didn't make it more. You know, it's like we only got him for like what, seven episodes or something like that? Yeah, you really thought that he was going to win that fight, man. He just makes such an... Like, for me, he makes such an impression on all of Game of Thrones. Like He does. I thought about him up until the very end. Like, what would Oberyn have been doing? (laughs) You know? Yeah. It's just... He was great. He's a great addition, yeah. And I think that he's he's just such a great actor, man. I just really want him to be as successful as possible because he seems like a, he's he's a good actor that you know it feels like he really gives his all so yeah i love him man i i do that yeah like you said that with the mandalorian this year it's just oh Unreal. gosh i got a little baby grogu in the next room <laughs> you know i uh, amazing he's the best just amazing stuff mm-hmm. yeah uh so the other element of this movie, though, that we didn't really necessarily talk about that much is that Diana, does she actually vocally wish for Chris Pine to come back? Or does it kind of just is like, what would you wish for, Diana? And it's somewhat implied. She just closes her eyes. Yeah. So I think that she mentally wished, but I don't yeah. know if she verbally did, which is, again, rules are unclear here. Uh, just... Yeah. Let, let me know what they are, and then we'll... <laughs> I'm down to go Give me a the, form before yeah, the movie. Like that. Show me what's going on. But either way, yeah. But I definitely thought that that was a great reason to bring back Chris Pine. You know what I mean? Yeah, it made... Yeah, it it really was a good way to, like, kind of circumvent and and place him right back into the movie. And it And it makes sense. As well as I really didn't think that he was going to be using somebody else's body. Like, that was so strange to me. I was like, whoa. Well, it just added a whole element to the scenario where it's like, man, it's kind of messed up. You're just inhabiting somebody else's body, you know? Yeah, you're going to have to give that thing back, dude. And they're also (laughs) doing all this dangerous stuff. (laughs) It's like, what if you get this guy killed? And some other stuff, too, probably. I don't know. No, I don't know. Yeah, but they're doing a lot of, I mean... They're doing a bunch of dangerous stuff that he could have gotten that guy killed. Could have gotten killed. What was that guy's hurt. name even? Uh, I don't think it ever goes over it. Yeah. Mark. Good cast, though. They did. I mean, he was, he was good. He was very... He was great in the Hallmark scene at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, holy cow. That was... That did seem like the, you know, 
the sneak it was such peek a of the new moment. Hallmark movie that you would see. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, right? My friend said, this is a great outfit. What's your name, by the way? My family owns a bakery around the corner yeah. <laughs> or something. What was like, he saying? He's yeah. like sitting there and he's like, there's just so much good stuff. And <laughs> you're like, what? Like, he seriously said something okay. so generic. He's like, there are so many it's things. She's so beautiful. Yeah. There's so many things. You're like, what? Yeah, it looks nice snow, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. There's a lot of things out here. There's always a lot of things. It's the world. Welcome to it. Yeah. That was a funny scene, though. I did think that he was he was a good choice, though, because he did kind of look guy. like Chris Pine. Him. He was, you know, like similar on attractive level. You're like, all right, I'll buy that. You yeah. know, I'd buy that Diana yeah. would walk up to that guy and go. This right. looks like an everyday. It's comparable to Chris everyday, Pine. Everyday. <laughs> yeah. Your average Joe. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I was not expecting Chris Pine to come back and. You know, I was not in support of it because I'm like, how are you going to, you know, how's that going to make sense? Totally did. And he was hysterical in this movie. Because I think that that is maybe the funnest part of the whole movie is the fish out of water stuff that Chris Pine is doing. I love, yeah, all those little bits with the escalator and, yeah. I mean, you got to think if somebody uh, was coming, um, you know, from when does... Wonder Woman take take place. I'm assuming 1917, um, and he, you know, somebody that's coming from that time, uh, coming to 1984. Holy cow! Some of those, you know, the technological improvement would especially just when he blow sees the first mind. airplane. You know, he's like, whoa. Well, and that's, know, that's my that's that's my favorite part probably of the entire movie is when he goes to the when he goes to. Uh, see the space museum and he Mm -hmm. sees what human beings have accomplished because you got to think that airplanes were invented in the beginning of the 20th century. And so airplanes had only been around for like 10 years. By the Wright brothers. That's right, Danny. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, they'd only been around for like 10 years at the time uh, that uh, he was alive. And so being able to jump forward and see like, oh no, they're getting crazy. We've gone to space and stuff. <laughs> like we landed on the moon. Yeah, I know. You would just be like, what? That's incredible. Yeah, you'd be like, whoa. Because that's <laughs> yeah. his thing too. You know, it's like. Yeah, he's a, he's a pilot. He's like, guess what? Your favorite thing, technological innovation has allowed us to do crazy stuff with it. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I mean, that was cool because like the sense of awe that he had for all of that was super exciting. But I also loved the scene when they're walking and looking at the art and he looks at the trash can for a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, trash right, can. right. Okay, great, right. <laughs> right, right. That's trash can. Yep. Because <laughs> I don't know. I just. That was well performed by Chris Pine. And also when he's trying on all the clothes, too. You know, he's excited about the trends of Great the Great bits. That's era. what I'm saying. It was just, Chris Pine was, uh, he, uh, he was just a good, he was good in this film, man. I really enjoyed him. Why are we not getting more Chris Pine? I don't know. Where is his career? I don't understand I don't, why. Oh, we actually have uh, Bart from Brooklyn is back, the oh, special okay. guest. Here he wanted Bart. to talk about Chris Pine tonight. You want to Okay, let me get in here. Hey Bart, what's the word yeah. on Chris Pine? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I was I was actually thinking about Chris Pine. Um, I thought I saw that guy once hanging from a taxi cab, uh, hanging from the rearview mirror. Uh, I, I thought I originally thought his last name was uh, Chris uh, Ocean Mist. <laughs> 
He's like a taxi cab air freshener. Thanks, Bart. (laughs) All right, Bart. Thanks a lot, man. (laughs) Thanks a lot, dude. Yeah. It was a taxi cab air freshener. (laughs) Great. You pinpointed the problem. It was a taxi. uh, (laughs) The next step is washing it out. Yeah, you pinpointed. (laughs) Yeah, next step is washing it out. (laughs) I like Bart. I'm glad that he he swings in every once in a while. Every once in a while. Not all the time, but he's cool. But I, I, you know, after Star Trek, I don't know why Chris Pine didn't take off because he's so good in the 2009 Star he's Trek. He's so good, man. And I, I like Star Trek Into Darkness. People have problems with that movie for some reason, too. But whatever. It's entertaining to me. Uh, I like it. Did you ever see yeah. This Means War? Cumberbatch. What is it? Oh, the, yeah. The one with Tom Hardy and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. It's not yeah. Very, it's not very yeah. good. But it's not that great. It's kind of fun, though. If it's on TV, I'll watch it. Yeah, totally. Totally. For sure. For sure. But yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm glad that he's in this because he, he's awesome in this movie. And I feel like he could have done well. He could do well in a Nolan film. I think I so, too. Like if I you agree. replaced him with Matthew McConaughey in Interstellar, I don't know if it would have been as good, but I feel like he could have pulled it off. Yeah, yeah, totally. He could he could definitely pull off a similar role. You know, I think uh-huh. that he probably would have done well in um, either role in Tenet, too. Not like that I would want John David Washington or... Uh, 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 why am I... Pattinson, Robert baby. Pattinson, thank you. Uh, but he's, he would have been comparable. He could have done... Either. Yeah, I think, I think it's just it just takes one... One big role, and you know, and he's in these films. Not to say this isn't a giant role. Yeah, he's got this and um, Star Trek, so that alone is like more than most. But and he's I got the finest like hours. I else. mean, the Disney classic. <laughs> of course, did you see the <laughs> finest hours? No, well, I don't know what that is. It's. I think if I is it a World War One or World War Two movie? It's something about him on a ship. I never saw it, but it's a true story. I think a bunch of people died, well, unfortunately, but I don't know. It didn't do well in the box <laughs> office. So, <laughs> Whatever it's about, it's got Chris Pine. A lot of people die. True story. True <laughs> story. Nothing to joke about. So, <laughs> Nothing to joke about. Very serious stuff. All right. But I didn't. Um, um, I just wish Chris Pine was around more, and he's great in me these too. movies. His section of the movie is great, and glad he came back. We're glad to have him. And then, okay, so kind of pushing forward here. So. He gets the stone. He starts all that stuff. We know all that. They go to the gala. She meets Chris Pine and all that. Um, I want to kind of jump ahead to when they get into the plane. Yeah, absolutely. Great scene. I thought that was, I thought that was incredible. And he's like, uh, she's like, oh, yeah, it's radar. Yeah, radar. I, I can't explain it to you right now, but they can see us even in the dark. And he's just like, Diana, <laughs> the way that he yeah, says he's it like, is great Wait, reaction. can they shoot at us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah, really funny. And also the whole invisibility thing. I know. I was so amped because that is an element of, uh, you know, Wonder Woman that I kind of completely forgot. And they just brought it in. And I was so amped. I was so excited. I was like, sick, dude. And then they're like, oh, it's the 4th of July. And I'm like, oh, geez, it just happens to be the 4th of July. (laughs) (laughs) But when they went through. Oh, yeah, it's the 4th. When they went through the fireworks, that was a really great Beautiful looking scene. I mean, I, visually, I was, I was very excited. I thought that that was that was very well played. Uh, one thing though, good dialogue. Is, oh, I don't ahead. know if a guy that is running on airplanes from 1917 would have any idea how to operate something to from the 1980s. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're like 
You were going from like propeller planes to like jet engines. There's a wishing stone in the movie, okay? <laughs> we go along with, you know. It's a movie about a wishing stone. I just He can I, do anything. Yeah. You put that guy on a tricycle or a, or a unicycle. He could ride it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like I know how to ride a bike, so I'm sure I can operate a tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just it does make for a very visually stunning scene. And I it's feel great. like and he's a pilot. The dialogue so is great too. Totally. Because he says, you know, it's pretty easy stuff. The wind, you know, just a few variables or whatever. And that comes into play later with the man of steel scene of learning how to fly, which was just like, oh my gosh, dude. That blew my mind. Mm. I was so stoked. I know. Look, I look, know. I know, and we we got to talk about that in a second here. Um, yeah, but yeah, that that the flying scene was really nice. Um, what is Pedro up to at that point? Because now Pedro, when he's gone to Cairo, he's gone to he's, Cairo, which he starts uh, he really starts messing with uh, international politics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he like builds a wall and yeah, <laughs> keeps and everybody Egypt- in, cuts off their water source. Yeah, so essentially what he does is there's an Egyptian, uh, you know, oil uh, king that uh, he basically that has ties. Seems to like a nice guy. An old uh, Egyptian dynasty, and so he basically brings up a wall uh, over his portion of Egypt and doesn't allow anybody in, which is blocking off the water supply uh, in Egypt as well, which then the Soviets back that oil guy, and then the United States is backing the Egyptian government, which would... Yeah. That... that, uh, that uh, that works because the United States was in support of Egypt, I believe at that point. So, uh, makes sense. Hey, yeah. Uh, but it definitely starts getting out of hand very quickly, you know, very quick. We're like, Oh, okay. So these, these wishes are starting to antagonize the relationship between the Soviet union and the United States. Uh, like the whole world goes crazy on a dime. Here's like all thing. of a sudden everything is just chaos. Do you need, the Soviet Union versus the United States plotline in the, the last act? Or could you have it just simply be that he infiltrates the White House and is able to make a declaration to the world and everybody just starts getting wishes? You know, I think that the Egypt stuff and the U.S.-Soviet Union stuff is interesting, but it's just kind of another, it's just an added layer to like make the whole third act more complex than it maybe needs to be. You probably didn't need it. Yeah. And yeah. it, and it's Especially also all like, the nuke stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it, but it adds, it adds an extra level, I think of just like importance. You're like, man, if she doesn't save the day here, the whole world's going to blow up. Yeah. Well, and it, it totally does feel like Patty Jenkins did kind of want to like just highlight the politics of the era in some way, because you have the tensions with the Soviet Union uh, and you also have like the mention uh, of the the woman con- saying she wants the Irish out, which is like a big problem with the 1980s in yeah. the UK. Uh, and so there's, there's a number of things that they, they talk about uh, throughout the film that I thought were fairly interesting, but... Again, you know, for me, I'm like, hey, checks off. All right, 1980s, that's the stuff. <laughs> for yeah, a lot of people, it's probably the just the boxes. like, whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, it probably didn't need to be there, but um, I don't really mind it, I guess. 
Um, I feel like they could have gotten a different actor for the president, though. Well, that's also unclear. It's like that uh, that guy didn't look like Ronald Reagan, so you know, <laughs> kind of just looks like a loser. <laughs> I well, don't know who that guy. And was. I I understand because you know that is definitely something within movies, you know, where it's like, do you choose to use the real president or just do a fake president? If you're making a movie about the 1980s and you have so many things that are relevant within actual history, it just seems weird that they, you know, it was very ambiguous whether that was Ronald Reagan or not. Either way, it didn't look like Reagan. So Didn't look like Reagan. No. Yeah. So, but, I mean, whatever. Could have put on a mask or something. Or, you know, could have done something. Yeah, maybe, maybe just show him from the back. You know, do the yeah. kind of, you know, the Transformers. Hey, would you wrestle me up some ding-dongs? <laughs> <laughs> That is a funny bit. <laughs> it is a funny bit. But they 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 could have done it. And I I actually think <laughs> I think that I prefer this movie if they would have just gone all in and had it be Reagan. You know, it what had I mean? to be Reagan. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It, I think it would have made it a little bit better. But then I would have liked this movie. Then I would have liked this movie. I wouldn't have hated it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but so what do you think about the fight scene on the road? Yeah, so he takes that Egyptian guy's uh, private security team and then Wonder Woman and Steve catch up. And that scene was awesome. Because she hadn't really been Wonder Woman for a while in the movie. Like yeah. Like 45 minutes or something. Yeah, she hadn't done much as Wonder Woman. And she comes up big in that scene. Uh, uh, what do you think about so the running sweet. as fast as the cars bit? It's hard to pull off and make it not look cheesy. Um, and I feel like they were walking some lines in this movie between some of the action looking a little bit hokey uh, and cool. But I think that it it leans enough into the cool category for me that I'm good with it. That's where that's where I'm at. I'm good with it. I don't question it. I just wa- you know, I'm just I'm just watching. I'm like, cool. She's running super fast. It's awesome. I don't know. It seemed cool to me. Totally. Um, yeah, I bought it. And I thought that whole, yeah, that whole fight scene was, was sick. I thought the action overall in this movie was pretty sick. Like I thought the ending scene, we'll talk about that later. Like the, the fight between her and Cheetah, I thought could have been cooler, but I don't, I don't really care because a lot of the emotional story beats hit me so hard. That's that's what I loved about this movie so much. Yeah, man, totally dude. And that's, and that's where I always fall is that like, it doesn't really matter if, like, you know, like Dark Knight, the action isn't very good in Dark Knight. It's just that Christopher Nolan is such a great filmmaker that he makes things very tense. And, uh, you know, the payoff yep. in certain scenes is more that, you know, the storyline has progressed in a certain way and certain characters are experiencing certain things. And I think that yep. this movie is is very much the same, where everything is so... I really love where the plot line is going and the experience that the characters are going through uh, that when the action is sick, it's just a, um, you know, that's it's just a little bit extra thing. that I'm just like, nice. That it's was tight whipped too. cream on my, uh, on my, my Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's adding a cherry on top. It's with some cool. mayonnaise on the, on the Ugh, Sunday. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hate mayonnaise, man. Me too. We've had that conversation. Have you ever, you've obviously you've tasted it on sandwiches because it's been on it. Have you ever just taken a finger and just no tried a bit of mayonnaise? No, I have not. I haven't either. I shouldn't. You know. Spoonful. I haven't either. Spoonful of mayonnaise. Oh. <laughs> Gun to your head, would you eat a spoonful of mayonnaise? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I'd rather die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would. <laughs> uh, but um, I don't know. I, I don't even know. At, at, at that point, uh, Kristen Wiig is starting to starting to get bad now. Because she's starting yeah. to feel the effects of the monkey's paw portion of the stone. <laughs> yeah. And so she beats up that guy that attacked her, which is like, hey, I mean, I know that's you're trying to show a dark side, but we're all <laughs> cool. I, I was like, throw, you know, beat him up and throw him in that river. I'm sure he'll survive, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was all for it. Yeah. I was all for it, man. I thought I was, yeah, he was... He was being all weird. Yeah. You, know? you can go being as far all... as you want with that guy up to killing him, and I won't feel any remorse. I don't care. <laughs> you know? Hey, what are you doing, beautiful? <laughs> like anybody like that in a movie, I'm like, dude, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> she can break his arm, <laughs> you know, to rip off a leg, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, that would have been crazy. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. He could do whatever. And then she's like, mind your business or whatever. I kind of like how she's just running, <laughs> like just running everywhere. It's like jogging. Mm-hmm. Well, she, it's yeah. Interesting. It's cool because she's just suddenly, you know, somebody that has extraordinary powers, you know. Powers. Yeah. And you can Rips understand the, why the fridge. she does not yeah. want to, you know, let go of those powers at the end. Well, yeah. If you became a superhero, you'd be like, no, I'm good. No, I'm not giving this up. No, not absolutely a chance. not. Yeah. No way. Oh, but the thing that I wanted to bring up is that um, the, the the thing I wanted to highlight about that big sequence on the um, the road in Egypt is when Diana flips that truck and flies up in the air and then oh yeah, I mean that ah, is just the coolest. Sorry. When she saves those kids too, I mean yeah, there are some visual moments within that scene that I was Dude, so jacked about. When she about. flips that truck and flies up into the air, it's like whoa. Yeah. Like so cool. So and cool. the music swelling, just yeah. like what's her theme? Uh, yeah. 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 Anytime that kicks on, you're like, yeah, that's definitely let's do it. Definitely getting excited every time that comes on. But that that scene was really cool. Um, but then you have Pedro Pascal, uh, Max Lord going to the president. And so now he is the stone and his ploy is that he wants to wish the president, you know, to give the president whatever he wants. And then he gets to take the power of the president, which, again, kind of unclear. Like, looks like the president's still the president. It's not like everybody's just suddenly like, oh, Max Lord is the president. But for some reason, he has the same... No, he I he says give me your same powers, but he never says I want to be the president. He just kind of says like I want the same control as you. The same authority. Also, I want yeah, same authority, and I want complete immunity. He says so. Like he just basically wants to be have full authority and be able to do whatever he wants. So maybe it's like, kind of like the president's responsible to him, and like some of the president's you know secret service officers that Daughters. were present are like down to follow i don't know you know and i'd have to watch it again to see if it lines up i'm sure it doesn't but whatever i'm cool with it. who cares <laughs> yeah, yeah it's great it's, it's all wish fun. stone in the movie dude <laughs> exactly <laughs> just go along with it and we have you know that's the thing while i'm watching this i wasn't 
necessarily concerned. I wasn't thinking about, about any all of, that. of that. I wasn't concerned about a lot of this stuff. I was just enjoying the ride. Now that we're talking about it for over an hour, sure, I got to bring this stuff up. But while I was watching it, I was like, whatever, this is sweet. So, but cool. he, he takes the president's power and then uh, he tries to get away and Diana and Steve show up to stop him. And then, that's a sick fight scene as well in the hallway. Great, great fight scene. I love that. And when she starts, you know, uh, throwing the, uh, the, the, the whip, like the headband. Oh, the whip. Yeah. Yeah. When she's making it circle really quickly and it's blocking. Like, oh every yeah. Bullet. Blocking the bullets. And Steve is beating people up behind her. I was like, this is awesome. Great. It's awesome. Cool fight. Uh, and then Kristen Wiig shows up and she kind of, you know, exposes the Which fact is- that she did make a wish and she wished to be Diana and you get like a Wonder Woman v. Wonder Woman fight. You know, it's, yep. I think that that's a great, Within the movie, yeah. If you can pull it off to have the same powers against each other, I think that that is the coolest. Like, but you have to do it well, right? You don't want it to yeah. be overplayed. And she's not the main villain, which which I think makes it work even more. Totally, totally, absolutely. You know? Yeah, well, all of this is just revolving around this weird wish stone that, you know, there's a guy that's running away with his power and you have somebody that suddenly gained superpowers because of it. I just, it's super fun. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of other examples of somebody having to fight basically their equivalency in superpowers. Like um, Captain America in Endgame has to fight himself, right? Yeah, yeah. Iron Man and Iron Man. Exactly. That's Jeff Bridges is kind of that's the one Hulk I was thinking of. Hulk the, has to the, fight himself at the end of the first Hulk. It's kind of always the thing, which that's kind of why I say I'm happy it wasn't the main villain. Right. You know, like if they would have dressed somebody else up and been like, I'm, you know, I'm evil woman or something, I would have been like, eh, okay, well. Yeah, yeah. There's such there was such more of an agenda toward the end of the movie of like trying to because both of the villains weren't necessarily like extremely villainous. You know, they were people no, that just got no. carried away with something. Uh, they really showcased both of their stop. humanity. Yeah, and I don't think you can really let them off the hook entirely, but like it's no. still like a justification for what they were doing. Um, and I definitely. I was I'm I'm in favor and just a just a note on, you know, superpower, you know, fighting your own superpower. I just think that that was a good way to go about it because a lot of time it just it seems like an eye roll. In X2 when uh Wolverine has to fight himself, it just is a tad annoying. So, uh I'm I'm just relieved that it was done and uh, executed well. But that's the point in the movie when Steve is pretty much like you have to, uh, you know, you let me go. You have to let me go. I can't remain in this poor bastard's body <laughs> any longer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, seriously, that dude, what is going to happen to that guy? He's just going to, like, at that moment, because... He seemed pretty chipper at the end. Yeah, he probably was just like, how did I get here? I don't know. What date is it? <laughs> oh, what day is it? I got, oh, I missed work. I don't yeah. know. I haven't been to work in like a week. <laughs> He's had lost your job. Like a fiance that's been calling him. Just that's. What I was kind of thinking that when him and Diana were like hanging out in his apartment. Like, what if somebody just showed up and was like, "Who's this?" <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. This- what if he had a cat and they didn't even notice, and the cat's dead because it hadn't gotten fed? 
True story. Yeah, this man probably had responsibilities <laughs> that they, you know, you got to wonder if Steve was like, gosh, well, he wouldn't have a phone to check in the he 80s. He gets home and he's like, Fluffy, no. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but like what the eighties is like the wild west of communication too. So it's like, how would you even figure out what your responsibilities were? I don't know. That guy just I don't know. He was off the grid for a while. But I love that scene uh between her and Steve saying goodbye. I thought that was well done. Yeah, and the she, way they yeah, that they kiss and then she just pieces out, you know? And he I cry I I'll admit I I teared up, man. I teared up at that at that part. I didn't expect to, and but yeah, I did the. Uh, I didn't like cry, but I did the. Oh boy, <laughs> you yeah, know, kind no, of <laughs> it gets you for sure. Yeah, I did. Like, oh boy, okay, here we go. <laughs> I did like the Chris Pine like echo when she leaves. Like I'll always love you. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, like, yells <laughs> out from behind the walls. Like I'll always love you. Still hiding around the corner when he could just pop out and be like, bye. You yeah, know, just we'll always love you. Don't recount your wish yet. I'm going to die. You know, like, it's really just scary. Don't recount your wish. No, 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 not yet. <laughs> not yet. Don't recount your wish. I don't want to die. <laughs> Give me like an hour and a half, maybe, you know? Cause Give that's, me a little bit more. Because she does, you know? he. I think that, like, that. that is a really crazy moment in a movie, though, if you think about what's actually happening, because he... Yeah, yeah he's just going to die again. Yeah, he's... But he had that moment in the middle of the movie where he says that... When he said it's... He doesn't remember where he's been, but he thinks it's somewhere good, you know? It's pretty cool. And you're like, yeah. all right, cool. You know, that's... And that's a nice way for a, you know, a comic book movie to address, like, an afterlife, you know, in a yeah. non you know, setting, you know, saying that yeah. anything is right or whatever. Just exactly. being like, I think I've been somewhere and it was pretty good. And you're like, sweet. And it was pretty great. Yeah. And you're like, cool. Nice. Sounds Everybody good to me. can agree on that. We're all good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so that was, that was, that was good. But, uh, man, the scene following that is, I don't know, probably, that's when she, probably that's, the best scene in the movie. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Did I just, I compare it to, um, I compare it to Man of Steel a lot in like learning to fly, and it's just this movie just took me by by so so much surprise. I guess it just took me by surprise because I didn't expect to have a scene like that. Like I forgot yeah. that she learns how to kind of like fly, and so all of a sudden she's floating through the air, and you see her hands moving, and I don't know if it says if Chris Pine's words come in her ears or or like or like you know come to her or whatever. He, yeah, you, you there is an echo of him saying that I think. Yeah, and it's like the music starts swelling, and then all of a sudden she just like takes off and like ah, oh, it's just so cool, dude. I was, it was way into that. Unreal. I loved it. I loved that scene. Did you recognize the music? Um, no, I can't remember that scene. Dude, so the music in that scene is the John Powell um, oh, yes. moment from Sunshine, and then it's also in Kick-Ass. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's so, like, and I love that, but also, you know, something we didn't even mention is that Hans Zimmer does the music for this movie. And so... Dude, the, I didn't know that. Yeah, the rest of the score that. was actually really nice. Like, I don't know if, you know, Hans Zimmer was 
you know, making his finest work or anything, but it was definitely like, it was good. Definitely a nice, solid Hans Zimmer score. Great. So I was kind of surprised that they threw that in there because I mean, you got a great composer, but maybe that was their plan though, to, to utilize that music in that moment. Um, I, but you know, just the fact that that I can name three movies that that's, that's in it's, it, it's starting to get a little overplayed, but what is it? Sunshine kick-ass and 28 days later. Oh yeah. It's in, I think it is in, uh, 28 days. No, I don't know if it's in 28 days later. I think it's just in Sunshine and Kick-Ass. Because um, the other... I think it's in 28 days. We or could, maybe it's We not. can double check on this. Because there is something... No, it's in, in the one with Sandra Bullock. With the blind side? No, 28 days. 28... Oh yeah, 28 days. <laughs> Dude, I love 28 days. Sandra Bullock's great. It Eagle is good Mortensen's movie. in that movie. It's also got... Um, Oh gosh, Michael Malley, the guy that used to be the no. uh, leader of Guts on <laughs> Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. Michael Malley is even actually anything. hysterical in that movie, and it's got Alan. Yeah. It's got Alan Tudyk in it as well. You know the guy from uh, uh, Night's Tale. I know Alan. Yeah, Tudyk. you know you know who Alan Tudyk yeah. is. Anybody else in Twenty Eight Days? Oh, it's I, I it's got it. the guy from Steel Dragon in it. Uh, I can't. Quite oh, cool! His the lead name. singer? No, the lead guitarist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The other guy who's kind of like the strong personality in the band. Uh huh. Uh huh. He writes the music. Yeah, just him. When Marky Mark tries to write the music, no go. We're referencing the chance. movie Rockstar. If you weren't able to keep yeah. up with that quick onslaught of references. <laughs> Rockstar, yeah, so, so good. good. I love Steel Dragon. God, we were just talking about her flying, and now we're on Rockstar. <laughs> it's just, it happens so quick. How did we you get just... there? It was the music, is what we were talking about. Yeah, it was the music. <clears throat> you know, what I was thinking, though, is that, gosh, it's like you're using mu- music from another movie anyway. Why not just play the Man of Steel stuff? It would have yeah. been, you know, then, 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 yeah. then. Oh. It would have been so yeah, sick if it would have just launched so into that. But, I mean, whatever, you know, do what you want. Yeah. It was and then, still is a it great in scene. That same, is it in that same flying scene that then it shows her lassoing onto lightning? Uh, I think that might have been a little bit forward. It could be in the a same later. scene, though. Well, it's not. I don't think it's in the same scene, but is it? In they like show the same her do span? that. I think that they. Sh- I think that they like take a break, and it maybe goes back to Pedro, and then it shoots back to her, and she's like grabbing lightning and flying. She's almost there, dude. <laughs> that like, was dope. Okay, Wonder Woman is just flying on lightning. This is such an awesome movie. Like this movie. Okay, people are making wishes that are coming true. It's like Aladdin mixed up with DC Universe superheroes that has got like bringing people back from the dead mixed what? with 80s comedy mixed with international politics of the 80s i mean what yeah. do people want out of these dc movies before you start saying that they're fun like give That's me a what break I'm yeah what more do you want out of this thing it's great <laughs> yeah it's like she's why, riding on lightning <laughs> why are we like why are we just shoveling out like good reviews of every marvel movie when a movie like this comes out and everybody just has so much hate for it it's so fun i don't get it like uh, uh, yeah, not to say I, I, don't I get love it all either, the Marvel man. movies too, and I think that those are good. I love yeah. I don't 100%. and I don't think that this ranks above many like a lot of Marvel movies. But I see think- that's where I actually I kind of my stance is a little little more than that, man. Like I was even thinking after this after I watched this movie, I had more of an emotional reaction to this movie than I think almost any DC movie. Like. I mean, shoot, this thing could be right under Dark Knight for me. 
in favorite DC movies. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding, dude. Like, I wish for a I, world where this movie was that good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish. No, I I don't know, man. I just, I really liked it. You know what it's I called? Really it's called the it. Dreamstone is what they keep referring to it as. That's I just, it. I just thought That's of it. it. Um, no, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'm that far, but... Um, I, th- oh, okay. Oh, I think that you're a little bit, that's really exaggerated <laughs> how good this movie actually is. <laughs> but I, you know, but it's, de- you know, it's better than Ant-Man. Uh, it's better than Iron Man 2. <laughs> you know, it's, it's probably smack dab in the middle of the Marvel movies. There's a lot that I would watch over this. It's my favorite but, movie ever. Yeah. It's, uh, Reasonable opinion. <laughs> if somebody's like Wonder Woman That's 1984, my favorite movie ever, you're off. Cool. I could get it, though. It's pretty rash, man. You know, if there were, <laughs> yeah. you know, if there are, you know, young, uh, like, women, you know, like, you know, middle school or, like, yeah. high school age yeah. girls, you know, any any younger girl, I can see this being, like, an epic movie, you know, because you're, like... I know. Yeah, freaking Wonder Woman. You know, she is like so good. Uh, she's probably the best female superhero we got, right? I mean, I prefer her to um, Black Widow. Yeah, Storm. Ooh, Storm is cool. So is Mystique. So is freaking <laughs> um, the X Men females are great. Yeah, that's true. The X Men does have a very strong X Men. Really wrote some good characters, man. Yeah, totally. Yeah, how come that doesn't get brought up enough? Because everybody was dogging on Marvel for so long that they don't have enough female superheroes, which the Marvel Cinematic Universe does not, but the actual yeah. Marvel Universe does. So. Yeah, I mean, well, Wolverine was like the, you know, he was always like the lead, and, you know, it's not like they were like the leads in the film, but yeah, there was, there's always a lot of females in that in, in those movies. and mm-hmm. um, Jean Grey probably do think has that, like the largest impact on the overall arc of the X trilogy. She does. And now I'm trying to think about what else she's in. Cause I just thought of her in another movie. She was in I spy. Yeah, that's it. Is that it? <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Leafy bug. Leafy yeah. Bird. Jelly bird. <laughs> Jelly bird. <laughs> I love Eddie I like Murphy. That movie. Eddie Murphy and yeah. uh, Owen Wilson in I spy. Great movie. Totally underrated. Go watch it. Try to find it and watch it. If you haven't seen it, it's yeah. funny. One of those comedies that just did not get enough acclaim swept under the rug man that and starsky and hutch yeah starsky and hutch is definitely underrated but people people that have seen it they know they know yeah let's smell it they know (laughs) yeah let's smell it (laughs) cheap um okay but uh wonder woman flies and we both uh love that scene and love that maxwell lord at this uh, time which is the (laughs) which is the stone away bye-bye takes back his wish it's done bye-bye game over um no maxwell lord has the all the satellites and stuff tuned to him oh yeah that's for that that's right that's the other 80s reference that i thought was particles yeah so like connect everybody they bring up the satellite system which is based on uh the star wars program Do, do you know about the star wars program 
Well, he said that in the movie. He said the Star Wars program, but blah, blah, blah. No, but I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. Know. It's like strategic satellite defense system or something like that. And this, this is a legitimate program that Reagan started and the United States government did put a lot of money into, uh, is researching satellites that would utilize lasers as, as some sort of defense system. Um, and they wanted to implement wow. this. And it never actually came to fruition. Um, but... Uh, a lot of people, they, they called it the Star Wars program, whether there were critics or supporters of the Star Wars program. But it was this thing that Reagan did that totally, that's very realistic. So I love that they based, you know, the third act of this yeah, movie on that the third act Reagan on that. thing. I thought that was cool. Which also, was that Reagan or not? <laughs> you know, like they're using I one don't of know, I don't things. know. Just tell us. <laughs> so Put a little thing on his desk that says Mr. Reagan or something. Yeah. Um, president. President Ring. Um, uh, yeah, but I do like the uh, kind of the callback to Man of Steel, it felt like, with everybody's television being taken over. Yeah. yeah. I love when they do that, man. <laughs> I love just the feel of that. Like, all of a sudden, everybody's household, they showed, like, Times Square or whatever, and his face is on it. I just love that kind of thing. Me too. Like, just imagine if that happened. Yeah, I love, I love that idea of the entire globe, like, turning around and being, you know, faced with some problem it's interesting something yeah what other you know the other yeah. one that does it is yeah. uh, like kingsman i guess as that with the oh yeah yeah but yeah that scene is cool i mean you're asking me to go along with a lot that like it's broadcasting these particles that are all touching people and that's how because he has to touch somebody in order to grant their wish right he has to be in physical mm-hmm. contact yeah. with them yeah uh so again you're asking oh, me. oh that's along. so cute when his son his son's like I wish for you to be great or whatever. Oh, I like, know. Well, and we didn't really mention that. Sweet, and man. I did want to bring that kid up because, um, you know, that's it's adorable. It's a big part of the movie is, you know, that adorable little kid. Are you looking for his name? Uh, Lucian Perez. Yeah. Well, is that the actor's name? What's the character's name? Alistair. Alistair. Interesting name. I like that name. It's nice. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. But, what do you think of that? I like everything about this movie. <laughs> I honestly, that kid is a terrible actor. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a kid, man. It's just trying his hardest, dude. Trying no, his hardest to no, act. No, he's, he's fine. Like, uh, but I, I will say, like, I don't want to dog on a child actor. Um, but he was, well, you just did. He was, I know, but his <laughs> performance was just passable. I don't think that he's winning over the hearts. Well, of okay. Mind. We're giving letter grades to the Kate actor. All right. <laughs> great. Oh no. He was good. I thought he was great. I thought he was, he was fine. He was fine yeah. to me. He was fine. Uh, but it was cute kid. He, it was an important part of the relationship with Pedro Pascal. And I thought that he had a couple of moments where, you know, he's like, wishing that his dad is great. Um, but that's a problem with that character. He has that moment where he's like, uh, what is it, my weekend again or something? Like, Yeah, yeah. And the kid hears it and runs away, and you're like, oh. Well, that's his thing. That's one of his things. He has a lot to realize, but he has to realize that he has family. Like, he needs to be present. He cares about his son. He loves his son, you know? I think that's... It's good. It's is, a good revelation in the end. Is that the takeaway? Because was he okay? You know, as we're talking about it, I am. Oh, he really was really excited to see his son in the beginning. Um, what's what's the monkey paw for him? 
Is it that he's getting sick and it's like having too much of an effect on his physical form? Or was he sick from something before? No, because it must be the effect. No, of the he wasn't stone. sick from something before. But I also feel like his relationship with his son is part of the monkey's paw. That like he started to not care about his child, and so I, I yeah. So maybe it's just on two fronts, right? That he's yeah. physically and socially affected. I by feel the like stone. the physical thing. Uh, <laughs> I feel like the physical thing um, is from embodying the stone. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's got to have an effect. Mm-hmm. He's got a, you know, he meshed himself with a stone imbued by a Greek god. Or whatever the god Yeah, is. there you have it. I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I remember no, him talking about it in anyway. that scene, and I was like, wait, was that supposed to be a Greek god? I don't remember that. It could be something else. It's something. Yeah. But he, what do you think about the scene where he gets online and everybody sees him doing his speech and starts granting wishes? I like it. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was powerful, man. It was pretty crazy. I mean, just seeing all these people and then seeing the mass chaos that ensues after it. Like that, that guy's like, you know, after she says the Irish thing to him, he's like, I wish you would drop dead. And she just goes, ah, and then falls over and dies. You're like, man, right? this is crazy. Totally. I wish I would. Be, I wish I was king. <laughs> you know, some yeah. one guy said during that. And you're like, geez. Yeah, I wish I was king. What yeah, would you one wish girl's for? Like, I wish I was famous. What's your wish? What would I wish for? Baking powder. Yeah. <laughs> Squeeze me. Um, ten percent of Bitcoin. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, to have my Bitcoin actually work out. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Probably just to have my music heard all around. It's probably it. It's music. You would do. You would use the Star Wars program, except for with music. <laughs> hey for guys, one boring original <laughs> I make song. Your dreams come true. <laughs> this is a song about a breakup. <laughs> it's like people are like, oh, okay. all right. I don't know. I, I mean, you know, money's kind of the quick go-to. <laughs> you know, if somebody gave yeah. me a quick wish, I probably would. <laughs> Hundred bucks. Yeah, uh, I'd like a $50 gift certificate to Wild Wings. <laughs> Wild Wings. Wait, you're telling me I could have done a million? They'd had that lens? Yeah, you could have, but the wish is done. And you're like, oh, dang, <laughs> dang it. it. <laughs> uh, Thanks for the hundred bucks. Great scene, though. I thought that the, the, ending, was, the ending was very cool, uh, at, at least so far as uh, Pedro Pascal announcing to the rest of the world. And I liked the illustration of the world really going, uh, really getting very hectic. Uh, and so that was enjoyable. Yeah. But man, Diana shows up at that place and she has to square off against the now apex predator of Kristen Wiig because yeah. she wanted to go further, which was, I, you know, that, that's for me where I think that this movie is good, but I think the third act gets a little bit convoluted and a little bit cheesy at times. Overall, I liked it. But I thought the third act was probably the weakest portion of the film, other than the fact that it does resolve very well. You know what I mean? Like this. No, I thought it was the strongest, but that's the best part of the movie to me. So it absolutely (laughs) was enthralled the entire time. I just the the fight between the the cheetah and because that that's the character's name, right? Is the cheetah? Yeah, yeah. I I think think in in the the comics comics there's actually like. Cheetah is, yeah. That that last battle was kind of like, eh, all right, cool. There were multiple fight scenes that were way better than this and throughout the movie, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. It wasn't, it wasn't the best. And I honestly thought 
in the water and electrocuting her, I thought she was going to kill her. Yeah, um, and it's like they backed off that, too. I was like, I feel like you just got to kill her. Like, it would, you know, obviously that sucks, but I don't know. It's hard to... Because then she was just still alive out there, kind of just like, eh, I could pop back in there because I'm still tough. <laughs> and that's another problem is that I'm just like, what are the consequences, you know, for for her? But for Max Lord, you know, he goes and reunites with his kid and there's kind of just this positive, like, oh, they're going to be about okay. that. I thought they were going to have some cops show up. Yeah, because it's like, I don't know, everybody saw you doing this, but... I would, I get the feeling that they didn't explain that, you know, at all. And it kind of seemed like he might just get away with it. But in my head, he's probably going to jail. Yeah. I would imagine that. that I mean, in a realistic world, that's what would happen to him. Yeah. But probably. I, I mean, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But I mean, um, I loved. Okay. So this is what I was talking about earlier. So. I wish I remembered how it went, but the opening scene to Batman vs. Superman, it shows Bruce Wayne. It kind of goes through the pearls on his mom in the alley. It shows um, uh, it shows his parents die. Um, and then it goes to him walking like through the grass. There's like a funeral or whatever. And then it goes to older him. And it's like this theme uh, that Hans Zimmer has for like Batman, kind of. It's like this Batman theme. And in the ending scene, which I just loved, dude, like the the screens were glowing gold. Oh, she has yeah. the lasso around his thing. Like he's screaming. His acting was phenomenal in that scene. He's like screaming, and she is talking to the world in this like soft and loving tone that's so like welcoming and warm. Like it was, I don't know. I loved that. And at the same time, you have that theme from Batman vs Superman happening and i was just like dude this is sick like this is something else like i couldn't that's when i paused it i think and i was like have i been watching the same movie that everybody else has watched yeah i don't get this for sure this is incredible you know like well yeah it really blew my mind well the revelation that she'd been because i was like the hell are you talking about when she was sitting there you know like talking to him yeah she's kind of just sitting there just like like, i don't know if you're actually going to change his mind on this Uh um but yeah the revelation that she had the lasso of truth on him and she was speaking through him to the rest of the world i was like man that was sweet yeah i agree that was that was so cool i love that Mm -hmm. and yeah, so that like that portion of the ending is is phenomenal, um, and I love that he phenomena. Um, but I love that he gets like scared in that in that moment, and he recounts his wish, and then he does run back to his kid, and like he's a good mm-hmm. father. And if he, you know, I'm certain that he's gonna have to pay, face some consequences, but um, gotta face some sort of consequence. Either way, yeah, um, pretty cool. Pretty cool ending. I just thought that whole culmination there in the end was one of the probably I'd probably say one of the better superhero moments that we've gotten in in the past, especially should highlight from DC. You know, I just I haven't felt anything like this for a character in a in a superhero movie on the DC side of things for quite some time. Probably since Man of Steel took flight. Yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, this movie showed the same amount of promise that Man of Steel showed to me. And I'm not, not to say that Ultimate Edition Batman vs. Superman, like, I think it's a sick movie. It's more on the 
action side of things and the storytelling side of things that I like that movie. I don't really think there's too many like crazy emotional revelations. Um, things hit you kind of hard, I guess at times, but there were some things in this movie that definitely hit me and I did not expect to get, to get like that. You know, I really just thought this was going to kind of just be hokey, cheesy and sucky, <laughs> you know? And yeah, yeah. It was definitely the opposite. It was not I'm that. happy to be on this. Yeah. I'm happy to be on the side of it that, um, that liked it. Cause at the end of the day, you just want to enjoy these movies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I consider and analyze this thing forever and like find flaws and mm-hmm. stuff. But at the end of the day, I had a blast. I think it's too long. I had a blast. I think it's too long, but that's, that's about it. It was really long, man. It's cause it it's really two and long. a half two, hours and two thirty eight, I think. Yeah. And I think that, I think that might've been part of the problem is that the second act Maybe the second act is the weakest portion of the film because it starts getting like, man, where are we going with this? And so then by the time she's fighting the cheetah, I was like, okay, cool. You know, we're, you know, it just, Mm -hmm. it had gone on a little long, but the ending, the ending totally reeled me back in completely. Makes Uh, up for it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, as far as people not liking this movie and calling it like really bad, I don't, I just don't get it. I don't. I can't see how in any way this is like a terrible film, mm-hmm. like a disgraceful film. Like no, no. I, mean, I had a blast. The music's good. The directing's great. The cinematography's beautiful. Uh, the acting. Pedro Pascal is story. just unbelievable. I, 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 yeah, Pedro Pascal knocks it out of the park. I think. I hope that people see this movie and are like, oh yeah, we need to give him big roles in Hollywood because he'll totally come yeah. through. Huge roles. Yeah. 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 He he needs it. Yeah. He needs it. And Chris Pine. <laughs> and Chris Pine. Yeah. That's the thing. Is that Chris Pine is phenomenal in this as well. Give the guy a shot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's bring him in. Just give him a shot. Bring him in. Uh, so Just let him live in your house. Just let the boy sleep in your bed. <laughs> Just let him sleep in your bed. <laughs> SNL, the Hurley he boy. <laughs> hey, nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lothar really good of the hill people. <laughs> I'm Lothar of the hill people. <laughs> Um, much have I done and much have I seen <laughs> for I am Lothar of the Hill people Mike Myers Mike Myers yeah Saturday Night Live uh, but any other Wonder Woman thoughts you got here uh, we've talked about most most things yeah I don't know I mean that was a good I can't good say how much I love I think yeah, I, both those performances um, but overall I'm looking forward to what Patty Jenkins does next sounds like she's going to do the next Wonder Woman um and yeah. Yeah, she's, she's gonna do that rogue squadron uh so yeah. we'll see what happens with those i'll be looking forward to watching both we'll see what happens with uh lucian uh, perez too that little kid <laughs> yeah uh, yeah he's got a lot of promise I, <laughs> he's got a lot of promise as a terrible child actor no i'm just kidding, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's really not that bad <laughs> i don't mean to be he's not even bad i thought he was fine he's not even bad I thought he was great he's not even bad he just has a couple moments where i didn't quite he's believe. just kind of good yeah i didn't quite believe the performance yeah. but he's just a kid so whatever um what was I going to say, though? I, I did have a point. Oh, yeah, the Cleopatra thing. I'm curious to see if that's going to happen as well. I would love if that, I would love for that to work out, man. I bet that could be cool. Her and Remy Malik or something. <laughs> I don't know. He could be a good uh, Mark Antony. Yeah, wouldn't he be good? Yeah, he'd be, he would fit right in there. He could. I'd like it. Who could play Caesar? Ben Affleck? No. 
ridiculous. You'd want to see Ben Affleck as Caesar? I don't know. I was just thinking of somebody that would look like Caesar. Chalamet. He's too tall. Now, it's because Caesar's old. Young Caesar. See, yeah. like, you need, like, a, f- you know, at least 40, 50-year-old person to play Caesar. Jeff Goldblum. Uh, too tall. <laughs> <laughs> and wide. He's actually, he's actually thinned down quite a bit. Um, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> no go. <laughs> Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yeah. Leo. That's not a bad call. I feel like somebody like Russell Crowe could even be well served. Yeah, he could be a good Caesar. You know, because I, I, I honestly, Russell Crowe, man, I can't quite like I, I believe that you know historically Mark Antony is supposed to be kind of a pretty boy, um, but Caesar, I think he might be kind of a more brutish figure. But I, you know, I could be wrong about that. I, I haven't done a ton of research into Caesar in a couple of years. <laughs> as to how he get the guy looked. who plays, <laughs> yeah. As to how he looked, get the bl- uh, the guy who played Kano in Mortal Kombat. Could be good. I wonder where that guy Hello, is baby. now. He's well. The thing Hello, is, is baby. that he's got to be a ton older. You know, like uh, I would be curious to see how he's aged because Mortal Kombat. I mean, that was like thirty years ago. Yeah, that was like nineteen ninety or something. Ninety one, ninety two. I think you're right. I think it was probably like nineteen. No, could have been nineteen ninety three. Later. Yeah, I bet I'm right. Look it up. Got to look it up now. Hey, when's that new Mortal Kombat movie coming out? It was scheduled to come out in like February, but they pushed it back. They oh. still haven't even released a trailer. Dang so it, it's 1995. I mean, hopefully... 1995? Yeah. When's Annihilation? 98? Um, 97. Okay. Gosh. And it's got that guy. Hey, actually, fun fact. Um, did you see that the new Dexter is going to use the bad guy from Highlander for the bad guy? No way, dude. I know, right? The guy, he plays, he plays Zed in Starship Troopers. Yep. Yeah, that guy. Yep. That's exciting. Look forward to that. Better to burn out than to fade away. So good. Uh, so Wonder Woman, uh, pretty good movie. <laughs> Wonder Woman was great. I, yeah. Wonder Woman, final thoughts for me, uh, surprised the heck out of me. I did not expect to love this movie so much. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Would you say favorite scene? Probably the uh, flight scene. I think so. Yeah, I think that that's probably the best. Yeah, yeah. doesn't really get much. It's probably the best scene. Favorite character, Max Lord, hundred percent, or Steve. Yeah, that, all three of them. You know, and Gal Gadot. I mean, and Wonder Woman. They're all great. Yeah, it's true. And Kristen Wiig Why did would a great I not job too. Include Wonder Woman. <laughs> I think that I did. I think Wonder Woman movie. I think I am more interested in the Max Lord side of things than anything in this movie, though. I, him and I, Alistair. I really, yeah. Him and what? Oh, him and Alistair. Yeah, a great team. One of the best duos in film history. Um, mm-hmm. So great. <laughs> uh, but I'll ask you the standard question, Danny. Uh, would you rather watch this or School of Rock? WW84, no doubt. No way. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I don't know. I, I think I would rather watch no this in school. Doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Every single kid WW84. in school of rock is so much better than Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Every kid actor in school of rock is better than Alistair. It's true. 
even that's true yeah yeah but no i mean it it's it's a good movie though i think it's underrated for sure clearly <laughs> underrated where do you put jack black though clearly alistair uh <laughs> <laughs> uh cheetah it's true <laughs> if you just add jack black in that i'd love role, to see a little chubby cheetah i wish i was like yeah. diana <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh that'd be funny well nothing else yeah there you have it good times all right great talk great talk on wonder woman uh i enjoyed it very thoroughly and look forward to what we're talking about next which i don't think we're sure yet so we'll see yeah yeah we'll figure all that out but yeah um good to be talking uh thank you everybody to uh uh for listening um we are uh we're going to be releasing some different types of episodes here coming soon so excited to share all that with you um you can follow us on instagram at bro jones podcast as well as twitter at bro jones podcast um i am on twitter as well at bro underscore digs um and just continue to uh to check out professor jones we're on pretty much every platform for podcasts and please continue to spread the word uh if you have any questions um or just want to ask us any questions about movies you can find us at professor jones at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you guys so besides all that um if you haven't seen wonder woman 84 you've been completely spoiled this episode um but i would love to hear your thoughts about what other people you know about what our listeners thought about this because I loved it, uh, but I would love to hear why maybe some people didn't. I, I don't know. It's I don't know why it was perceived the way it was. I'd kind of like to try to understand that side of things. It is funny because both of us did like it yeah. quite a bit. It would have been interesting if one of us was like, no. <laughs> you know, Totally. Sucks. Totally. Well, it's interesting because this and Tenet, it's like we're just completely, I'm, I'm all in on both of those movies. And uh, yeah. there's been a lot yeah. of criticism over both. You know, so it's like a good tenant, not, not so much, but this movie for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll see. What can you do anyway? Well, thanks a lot for listening until next time. We'll be living our lives a quarter mile at a time. Oh yeah. yeah. It's a trash can. Right. Right. Professor Jones and the digs. Professor Jones and the digs. Professor Jones and the digs. Ha, ha, ha.